people of the internet edb here that's eric deshaun barrett for long and well let's just be real you uh you've seen the title of this this podcast some of you even might have been tagged you know i periodically do tag posts if you're following me anywhere on the internet at eric deshaun barrett on uh, instagram eric d barrett on twitter eric d barrett on facebook or on youtube at eric barrett I don't follow people on YouTube, or should I say I don't tag people on YouTube. It's kind of hard to tag people on YouTube. <clears throat> Excuse me. I coughed in your ear. But, well, I didn't cough. I cleared my throat, which is basically what I am doing in this podcast today. I am emotionally, psychologically, and somewhat physically clearing my throat. So... You'll allow me a few moments of your time to uh, uh, pay bills. And then afterwards, we'll just, we'll just get right into this, shall we? I think we shall. <sighs> so I, um, I thought about how I was going to do this. I've been kind of processing what was the medium by which I was going to do this. I thought about writing a letter and sending that off to people. I thought about calling certain folks on the phone and letting them know via that medium. And then I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do any of that. I'm just going to get myself comfortable Right here in bed. Uh, yes. And I'm just going to talk. I have... Um, I've spent about three, three and a half to four years on civic engagement. Three and a half to four years combing these streets finding ways to connect with people, finding ways to potentially show them a pathway that I have found to be completely awesome sauce. And for three and a half years, I found myself on the negative end of a door, of a foot, a proverbial kick in the teeth. I found myself rejected by the masses and despised by the other half who may not have had the, the, I don't want to say the chuspa, but I do want to say the chuspa to reject me. Some of them just sit in the corner and look at me weird or ignore me, whatever the case may be. I've been called weird I've been called ignorant. I've been laughed at. All sorts of negative things have come out of my three and a half years of community engagement. Now, before you go, well, you poor thing. You just have spent three and a half years in depression. No, 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 no. No, that's not true. 
I spent three and a half years in training, in school. I've seen the world through the eyes of those who I would have never imagined. I've experienced how society thinks from a local level. I have seen firsthand the pain of many. I have read into the soul of others and many. I guess that's the same thing. I'm just trying to make sure I got everything. You know what I'm saying? But the bottom line is, it has been a glorious three and a half years being the darling of a city. That city being Norfolk, being known by most of its power struggle. Some of that's been good. Some of that's been bad. As a matter of fact, it was good at the beginning. and Then it turned bad because I became the villain of the city. And before you go, well, Eric, why did you become the villain of the city? Why are you trying to do all this? Blah, 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 blah. Well, I'll answer that question. I became the villain of the city for the reason by which you believe I became the villain of the city. Because I fought it. I did not play nice. I did not play politics. I did not get in line. Every time somebody fed me something, I spit it out. I was like a baby who didn't want his food. I didn't take and chew and just put it away politely and make you think that I wanted it when in reality I had already dismissed it from myself. I was quick to throw, quick to eliminate, and very quick to be vocal about why I did whatever I did. And it garnered me a lot of enemies. Made me, in some cases, a hated man, which is fine. You know why it's fine? Because as I look back over the past three and a half years, 20 well, let's go on back to 16. No, no, 16 is not really a relevant year. 17, 18, 19 is the year of, of thought, the year of focus, if you will. And those years were very, very rewarding. I succeeded beyond my wildest dreams in those three years creating content, having live events, doing a, a walk. That, that is something that I will always hang my hat on. The fact that we walked 10.5 miles of the Elizabeth River Trail. We did it in a solid year. I sat down with the leaders of the Elizabeth River Trail, with the leaders of the downtown Norfolk district. I remember it. We sat at the Starbucks on Granby Street and we talked about this trail. I'd never been introduced to the trail. I knew it was there, but I'd never been introduced to it. But I sat down. I sat down in December of 2018 and we talked about my vision 
and they talked about their vision and they said, Eric, what if you did this? And I said, okay. And we got up and we led them. We led a group. I was going to say how many people, but I can't even remember. It was, I remember this. I remember that not mm, out of the, what, 15 walks we did? 10, 15 walks? Yeah, because those walks really started in July of 2018. And out of those, now yeah, we give it 12, 12, eh, 15. I really don't know. It's all a blur now. But the point of the matter that I was trying to make is that those walks never got under five people. And, and they got as high as 20 people. 20 people out there walking the Elizabeth River Trail. 20 people out there connecting. 20 people out there being active. 20 people out there doing something. Learning something. Experiencing something. Going places that they never have gone. And they probably would not have gone if it weren't for that walk. Do you know how many people went to the west side of Norfolk, went into the rich side of Norfolk. They would have never went into that community if it wasn't for the walk. You know why they would have never went into that community if it wasn't for the walk? Because they would have had a reason to go into that community. There's nothing over there for them. Most of the businesses uh, are either out of their price range or if something may strike their fancy from a price perspective, the the culture of this, the facilities are not conducive to them. So they have no purpose. They have no reason. No, no, nothing speaks to them on that side of the world. And yet there was the one thing that did this walk and so they went they explored they came they saw they conquered and then it was my other accomplishment which I will also hang my hat on we had a sunrise service on Easter Sunday morning it wasn't about spiritualized uh, efforts even though a lot of spiritualism was was there, but it was a call to action. It was a call to inspiration. It was something that, again, had never been done, or at least never been done in my environment. Most folks didn't gather outside to come to a, a service. They went to church. They went under some brick and mortar structure. They didn't come out and see the sunrise at a service. That 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 wasn't a thing. That was that was some white people stuff right there. Black folks didn't really do that. But we did it. <clears throat> oh yes, we did it. We did it Easter Sunday morning, twenty nineteen. And dare I say we're planning, or should I say schedule? Well, I guess planning and schedule is the same thing. To do it again this Easter Sunday morning in 2020. And maybe we'll even do it in 2021, in 2022. It's, I don't know. I don't know what the future holds in any regard at this point. 
But what I do know is that I did want to share with you the good that has happened. The good people that I have been privileged to meet, have been privileged to connect with. We could name a lot of them. We can almost name all of them as I get more comfortable. But calling names would literally take all day. So I'm just going to say all of you have been a very inspirational part of my world. Well, I'll call a few names. Mama Betty. Oh, Walk Suhey. I'll even throw in, well, eh, yeah, throw the council persons that I know in there too. Oh, Mama McClellan. I always say that Mama Betty was my black mom in the political world and Mama McClellan was the white woman. She was, she was my access point because truth be told, as I said, I don't know if I wanted to throw her in there because, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to attach political leaders to my work. But the bottom line is a lot of what I've accomplished from a connection and network standpoint was, well, it was her doing. I'll give her credit for that. She pointed me in the direction of various people and allowed me the opportunity to walk in those doors. So I do appreciate her for those efforts. And as I struggle to consider her in this, this regard, I ask that you understand why. Because again, she's a sitting council person. And I didn't I, I don't want to be known as the person who uses people. And it seems that the more that I have tried to distance myself from that narrative, the more it has become a thing. So I was just like, oh, hell. I had a council person that I used. Whatever. You happy? I did it. I used a woman. There you go. So now that we've talked about all my successes, I want to tell you about my failures. I want to revisit that very quickly because that is very important to this conversation that we're having right now. Out of all of the walks, the sunrise services, the think tank meetings that we've done about four of them and they were very delightful. Sounds like I'm talking about a dish here or some food. Very delightful. I think I'm on this fast and it's it's kind of messing with my brain. It's making me hungry. Somebody said, just, just a side note, that when you uh, your brain has this, this mechanism inside of it, it's, it's all mental that tries to make you feel like you're hungry when you're really not. And I know I'm not hungry because my body is like, bro, you don't need any food. But my brain is like, what? That piece of chicken is just so delightful. And I'm like, bro, I'm good. But you know you want it. It's, a, it's an instant war that I'm dealing with now, if that makes any sense. And part of that war, if I can just stick with this side note for a second, of my eating, is because of the stress that I've been under. I've come to realize that the more things make me mad, the more I eat. I just sit there and look for things to eat because I'm angry. I look for things to eat 
because I'm just completely stressed out by the circumstances and the situations that I'm, I'm encompassed in. And so this is stress weight. This is anger weight. And the reality of it is, it's putting a damper on all the things that I would like to do because the more that I struggle to try to become the healthy person that I know I can be, the more that I try to become and focus on my athletic dreams and potentials. Yeah, I said potentials, not goals, my possibilities. Because, you know, there is a possibility is always bigger than a goal. You say, why is that? Because a goal is something that you know, but possibilities are things that you can't even think about at this moment in time. It's like there's a possibility that I can go to the moon. There's a possibility that I can walk in space. There is a possibility that I can have all the riches in the world. All of those are strong possibilities. And when you look at your possibilities over your goals, man, your goals become so much easier to create. So... My possibilities are being destroyed because of the stress, because of the anger, because of my eating problems, which are the result of my anger. And so my failures, the think tanks, the walks, the sunrise services, the content, the people that I have associated and connected with, all of those were good, but it was met, as I've mentioned, with rejection. The people, for the most part, didn't want it. Most folks that I've come in contact with just wanted to complain. They just wanted to moan and groan and gripe. They they wanted to fight with the system. They wanted to have a war. Do you know how many people in this world are begging for a war. That's why when the possibility of World War III came out, everybody jumped on it so quick. Nobody took time to think about it because we are war hungry right now. There's folks who are desperate to see America do something crazy. They're desperate to see us go and kick somebody's behind because for some strange reason, they just have to have this American pride. I really don't know where it's come from. I really don't know why it's a thing, but it's just like, <sighs> and then there's those who would rather have internal wars. They'd rather go out and beat up on white people, destroy the blacks, mutilate the liberals, eradicate the world of the, the radical right. All these wars, that is what I found myself entrenched in. And then there was the social justice warriors, the people who wanted to fight to save the projects, fight to keep the poor in their current position. Can you believe it? I wanted to go in and I wanted to talk about how we put a cap on the hood. You say, what do I mean by a cap? Well, I wanted to talk about how we created opportunities and programs, how we gave those folks, those people in the poorest of our world, how we gave them the same opportunities that I was afforded. 
allow them to go into the west side of town, allow them access to the arts programs, to the community engagement programs, to the financial structure and the business community. Allow them to get the privileges that most of us super privileged. Notice I said super privileged. Not super white, super privileged have been afforded. And that was met with complete and utter, utter rejection. For some whites, they don't, well, I'll just be real with you. They can't take, they can't take black people being elevated because that means that we're either on a level playing field or either even it out or they can't have their feel good moment. The reality that I've only can accept as the conclusion because I have no nothing else that I have nothing else that makes sense except you need me to be poor because by my being poor, you have to help me. And that is what makes you feel good about yourself. Needing someone to help. Okay. I guess that's a noble idea in some cases because truth be told, the poor will always be among you in some respects or aspects. And I guess respects is the same thing that I respect that you are having a desire or respect. Should I say your desire to need to be helped or helping? I guess I can even respect your desire to need to be helped because, again, the poor will always be among you. So instead of rejecting that group of people and instead of being angry at that group of people who rejected me. I have come to a simple conclusion. And my conclusion is this. <sighs> it is time. It is time for me to say goodbye. Now, let me explain what that goodbye means. Because no, I am not going to go into a whole and sit down and shut up. No, I'm not going to pack my bags and leave the city. At least I don't intend to at this present stage that may come down the road. I really don't know. I am always open to the possibility of change. I'm always open to the possibility of new things evolving and pushing me in a different direction. So, so I'm not going to say, oh, I'm going to always be here in this little spot because truth be told, that is just ignorance to even entertain that thought. But what I'm not going to do is I am not going to try to inject myself into the world of folks who have already made up in their mind how they're going to be. I'm not going to try to become the friend of the political system anymore. No, I'm not going to become its friend. Because the truth be told, we've already come to the conclusion that we're just not friends. We don't like each other. I am better as an enemy of the friend, or excuse me, of the political friends. Yeah, I like to say that. Now, 
Does that mean that I'm going out and starting wars and screaming in the streets and all those other things? No, that's not going to happen. Because truth be told, I have better and bigger fish. Or should I say chicken? Because I don't like fish. I have bigger chicken to fry. I have come to the conclusion of something that I would like to share with you. Because folks like to say, oh, they're going to take this from you. You're not going to have this. You're not going to be able to do these things. If you don't come out here and fight, you're not going to be able to create content. Blah, 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 blah. Well, let me tell you something. If there's one thing that I know for certain is I'm not going to lose anything if I don't want to lose it. And I'm going to tell you why I say that. Because I have understood now how the system works. You see, content creators are not going to go away. The world can't afford for them to go away. Social media is too easy now. It it allows for the political leaders to connect. It allows for the businesses to connect. People can get the word out faster about their information, about their companies, about their causes, whatever the case may be. The Internet will allow them to do that. And so the truth is they like that medium and they are not going to give it up. So even though they may create laws that make it a little bit hard for some, they're always, watch this, going to leave a loophole somewhere because they have to. Because to tighten up the whole thing would mean that it'll hurt their buddies and their buddies are not going to be hurt. So I am just going to sit and look for that loophole. And I'm going to be like the little roach that you cannot kill because you won't be able to find him because he's always going to be hiding in the holes that you don't want to sew up. Because if you do, you have to hurt your buddies. So the reality is that is how I know I'm going to be safe. And while I'm in those holes, I'm going to be connecting with like minded, hungry people. Folks who share in my ideas, who believe and who are on fire just like I am. And we're just going to be in these streets building a small little army, a small army of conscious, inspired, woke, motivated and ready to kick ass people. And at that point. At that point, you will see the return of EDB. But EDB will be stronger. EDB will be louder. And EDB will be more bulletproof than he is now. More determined than he is now. And I can promise you this one thing. If you think... For one single solitary second. If you can imagine. If you can take a moment. To just process. 
how big of a pain in the ass I have been to many of you on my own. I want you to prepare yourselves for how big of a pain in the ass I'm going to be with an army of people who are just as big of a pain in the ass as I am. And that's where we find ourselves in the future. But until then, I'm going to distance myself. I'm going to go and focus on my work. I'm going to go and bury myself in my creative dreams. And whatever or wherever those creative dreams take me, that's where I'll be. In the words of the good song, wherever the good shepherd leads me, I'll follow. I don't really know the rest of the song. I shouldn't have sung it. I probably should uh, look it up or something, but it's not really a point of reference right now. I just wanted to take this opportunity as the dog is sitting over there in the corner snoring. Hold on. Can you hear her? Just... You, you may, I, might, I don't want to go over there and wake her up, but she's, she's just peacefully asleep. You know? just drowning herself in her dreams if if I shut up it's going to get very loud but she knows she me and her have an understanding that uh, when I'm doing these types of content that even though she has to snore she can control the volume of it so that you know we don't get disturbed you and me so I thank you I thank you for everything I thank you for the opportunity to learn I thank you for the opportunity to explore. I thank you for the opportunity to do what I believed in. And to those of you who still believe in the myth, the legend, some some folk would say it's a myth, but others would consider it a legend, the legend. Of EDB. For those of you who still believe that there's a lot left in the tank, that EDB is not done and there is no possible way that anything or anyone can do anything about EDB not being a success in this marketplace. For those of you who still believe in that, I ask for your, your good thoughts, your continual prayers. I ask for your encouragement. I ask for your constant uh, attention as we continue to make content. This is not the end of the podcast. You're going to see another one. It's going to pop up in your feed. (laughs) I'm not done. I'm just done with certain things. Does that make sense? I hope it does. So, to all the witches out there, you know this podcast was directed straight at you. It's like a proverbial potent dagger that is ripped through your soul. Well, <laughs> it was so nice to psychologically and metamorphically. Metamorphically? Metamorphically is what I want to say. Yeah. It was just so nice to be your nemesis, your arch nemesis. It was so nice to spend my days kicking your big ass. Mm. I don't know if they're big. Some of them are not. 
their egos are, but their asses are not big. But the point is, I'm tired of it. And I have bigger fish to fry. Or should I say chicken? Because I don't like fish. And so if you'll excuse me, I got to get back to work. Normally, I uh, spend this this time giving the blessing, and to some degree, I I still want to do that. But this time, I want to just do it short and sweet. Just stop. May you be able to just stop. Stop worrying. Stop paying attention to the ignorance. And more importantly, stop caring. Only focusing on the things that matter to you. Only focusing on the things that better you. Only focusing on the things that are going to enhance you. Which is the same thing as the things that are going to better you. But I want to make sure that you get a double portion of advancement and betterment. Until the next time we meet. For me and mine. Unto you and yours. Later.